All right, welcome back into another episode of the Idea Collision. I'm Andrew Green. I'm the host of this podcast. If you have just found this and uh, are curious as to what it is, every once in a while I just kind of give a, a brief description of of this podcast. This is obviously a, a podcast with a name like the Idea Collision. It's it's here to make you think. Uh, but this is not just any podcast that makes you think, but this is here to improve your life, the life of those you interact with, uh, in some meaningful way. We take a look at all sorts of ideas, but with a view to their spiritual application in our lives. Um, so we, we look at things from a cultural perspective or maybe at something in education or political, sometimes if we have to, uh, historical things, um, events. And one of the common threads that we have we've maintained throughout these is that we have an impact on other people. Uh, we've looked and we, we started out this looking at kind of the intergenerational impact. But, but even in one moment in time, we are impacting others in, on an individual basis. But we are also the part, uh, a part of the, the collective of a society. And so, so everybody's input kind of shapes the society that we're in. And uh, so, so, so it's 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 fairly broad, though we don't think of of ourselves as having a great impact. We are a part of that that collective, uh, and so on a small basis, we impact that. Uh, and we've been talking about agenda for several weeks, and we've established a few facts. Uh, that is, first of all, everyone has agendas. I have them. This this podcast is uh, is an agenda. Um, and um, and we've also established that having an agenda is not wrong in and of itself. Right? We, we're all designed to have an agenda. Uh, where we disagree is over the specific agendas that people have. We disagree with them. And, and so uh, we like our agenda, obviously. I've never disagreed with myself. But, um, you know, so... So there's this war that happens over agendas, uh, and uh, and that's that's true now. Uh, unfortunately, right now we have a new front, that, or it seems to be more of a of a front. Maybe it's always been there, but uh, the, uh, in this war of agendas, and that is schools. Now, uh, some people will bemoan the impact of college campuses uh, in the um, in the role of agendas and, and how it interacts. But really, colleges have always been the proving ground for ideas, right? Your kids go away, and, and they're finally free, um, they, and they feel independent, and they want to test out the ideas and things that they've, that they've thought privately uh, and felt maybe intimidated to express in the home or felt like, you know, I'm... I'm, I want I want to explore my own identity, right? So so colleges have always been this area to do this. Now now maybe there's a, a slight turn recently in that uh, only certain ideas are able to be explored in college campuses. That is kind of a, a negative, you know that that if you are exploring some ideas that that's not acceptable and you can face retribution for that. Again, I'm not old enough to know that that's always been the case or hasn't always been the case, but it just seems to be more pronounced. But that's not really where I want to focus on. What I'm 
focusing on uh, today is what goes on in grade schools and, and increasingly in, in, in younger ages. Um, and that, that's kind of one of the areas we're going to look at. But um, how, how the young, more impressionable people have, have been the front for, for the promotion of these agendas. And, and so how is it? I want you to think about this. How, how is it that our kids are so aware socially and politically? Um, and I, I think one of the things that people will do is they will blame social media. Uh, that's the easy, low-hanging fruit. And I'm not to say that, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to try to deny that social media plays a role. Uh, it certainly does. But social media is just, by definition, it is a medium. It is just a, it's a format. Uh, it doesn't do anything in and of itself. It's not positive or negative in and of itself. I know we, we like to blame it for things. But uh, they don't, by their own nature, indoctrinate. They, they just are a way, a means of communication. So... Uh, is an avenue for kids, well, people of all ages, depending on your preferred social media. You communicate your likes and dislikes. So the question is, where do they get their likes and dislikes from? Why is it that they are, I mean, you think of kids. What are kids' likes and dislikes? When you were a kid, what was your, what were your interests? Well, you had, you know, depending on your age, you know, your friendships, you know, who your, your peers are, that was important to you. The activities you were involved in, right, doing stuff, uh, entertainment of whatever type, you know. Th- again, this depends on your age, what it looks like, you know. So, so it might be, you know, TV when you were a kid. You know, if you're really old watching this, you know, you remember like a drive-in theater was fun. Uh, if you're real video games, like whatever form of entertainment, concerts, things like that, that's what we're interested in. Food, pretty much, especially if you're a teenager. Clothing, very, very important, especially if you were raised in the 80s. That was extremely important. Uh, eventually, maybe not in the younger ages, but eventually, romance is is you know romantic themes are an important thing to to the life of a a growing person. These are our interests. And I want you to go back to when you were in school, depending again, depending on your age group, this, you know, if you just recently graduated from high school, you'll go, no, this makes sense. If you're older, if you were, let's say if you were in high school prior to cell phones, right? I, I think probably this, this is the borderline. Um, but you think of the people that were politically active or social very into social agendas that they were kind of the odd ducks in school right we had them we had them in the 80s but they were odd they were not the norm because those are not naturally the likes and dislikes of a teenager and certainly not the likes and dislikes of a person in fifth grade but now we find that 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 they are very aware very even active in these areas and promoting things and the, their artwork is in this uh, and, and and why well someone is presenting this to them someone is instilling these ideas in them because it's not natural so um, 
So, so who is um, instilling this? Uh, well, in some cases, it's it's parents, and I forget her name. Her name is Greta. Uh, she's uh, in Europe somewhere, but she she was in the news a lot. Uh, that that's on one side of it. Um, uh, there's a there's a kid on the other side of the aisle. His name was Eric Sandman. Uh, you know, just high school kids. Where did they get their their extreme passion for political things. Well, it was probably their parents, you know. Um, but in most cases, especially as you get younger and less likely to be naturally interested in this, because, listen, the, the, the DNA of children hasn't, hasn't changed. Uh, it's, it's educators who are promoting these agendas, right? When I was young it was right around the time where we changed the name of history class I, I still call it history but they started calling it social studies like, hmm why what, what was the need for that well that was the beginning of the transition uh, now things hadn't advanced very far by the time I graduated you know in 1990. Uh, but it was very shortly after that that I was hearing stories, and I, I almost didn't believe some of the stories. I'm like, oh, or or I would dismiss it as, well, that's New York City, you know. I mean, New York City or San Francisco or L.A. or you know, Chicago. These were these were some of the areas where some of these things were happening, and um, you know, it, it's grown, it's increased, and and it's spread out, and it's everywhere now. It's in your local. Your local school system, all ages, down to down to kindergarten, pre-K. Some of the the bizarre, some of the very bizarre things that you hear, and it's almost you, 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 we almost reject it because it's so bizarre that we we can't imagine that this would happen in our country. Well, so, so teachers started instilling their beliefs into. Uh, into their edu- in, into the education. Now, at first, it was merely a parallel ed- education. It was it was merely while we're teaching this, we're, we're also going to instill some of our values. So so we'll have a time where we put this book in the library, or we introduce this idea, or we just talk about this kind of separately. But now it is actually th- there's a, another step in the transition, and this is that classes are now a vehicle for agenda. So let me explain what that means. This is the transition. History, social studies, is now for the purpose of teaching several themes, some type of class envy, some type of alternate view of 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 a societal thing that we want to push. It's not about teaching a date that when something happened or what have you. Um. We have uh, science. Science is now about teaching a climate scare, right? Uh, health class is now about teaching gender politics. Math is about teaching economic politics. You see, see, every class, they've figured out how to get an agenda into every class. And, and th- I know that this sounds like a scare tactics. I want to get to my point. This is not my main point. 
I just want to support my assertion. These are, you know, this is an assertion that could be wrong. It could be right. During COVID, when classrooms were online, you know, so so uh, there's a, a number of things happened, but but one of them, uh, I remember several stories. I don't. They could have been just isolated. It could have been just an isolated thing, but I, I can't remember if it was a, a teacher or if it was a school system. I remember one case in particular was in Virginia, and uh, that there were kids that were threatened with grade retribution if their parents observed the class. Now, it wasn't just they didn't want their ki- their parents interjecting or didn't want them in screen. They couldn't be off to the side. Now, I don't know how they know that, but but the parents couldn't even be silent off to the side observing the class. Well, what's the purpose of that? It's not impacting any of the kids in the Zoom classroom. Well, it's obvious. There's only one explanation. They did not want them to observe the material that was being presented. That's the only logical explanation here. Uh, school boards soon and and for the last three years or so have and maybe this is before and we just we've we've caught wind of it now but they were now being scheduled when especially when it was a curriculum thing that was going to be introduced and parents are now more aware as 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 their social media and they, they can stay aware and communicate with other parents hey we're getting this assignment what are you so uh people becoming aware of things now these meetings where they were going to vote on something or present something were now scheduled in secret. Um, they were scheduled at inconvenient times. Uh, parents were not informed of these meetings. Um, and in, in some cases where they came, limitations were uh, installed to prevent parents from uh, speaking about you know, any opposition to certain topics. So, so there's no parental input, and it's even gone to the, to the extent where in, in the last year, year and a half, the Department of Justice of the United States has even targeted and put pressure on parents who have shown up and expressed disapproval over some of these topics. And that's a real thing. Uh, curriculums and mature themes have been aimed, and I mentioned this, at lower and lower and lower audiences. Audiences that, that are not capable to even handle the material, but it's being pushed. And, and to such an extent where now uh, it, it's so important to instill these values that there's only this period of time to do this in it, and it is such a pressure to get these values into kids that they've eliminated many, many schools and many states have eliminated recess because we have to have the time dedicated and allocated to pushing these things into kids' minds because we only have them for 12, 13 years, and we want them to to, to have these ideas, the the teachers' ideas, the the, the people who who are promoting these things they want them to leave with their ideology not the information the ideology that's important now i say all that 
right? Not just to complain about things. I don't want to just emphasize the negative. I, I just wanted to establish some some real situations that are happening around you. There's there's no spiritual value in just grousing about negative things or complaining. But we can't get to the spiritual application. We can't make a difference. We can't do something positive until we accept the fact that these things are happening. Right? If I deny the problem exists simply because I don't want to confront it, well, then it's going to continue and get worse. So the first question we have to ask is why, really? And there's a couple of why questions, I guess. But why are, why are they promoting this, first of all? Why can't we just let kids be kids? Well, see, you and I are made for an agenda. We, we're, we're designed for it. Agenda, we have agendas because we need them. I need them, you need them. All right? An agenda gives me purpose. It's, it's the things I want to accomplish. I need something to accomplish in life. And, and that, that's where I get my identity from. That's where I get my meaning from. And my identity gives me my agendas. As I, it works kind of like in a cycle. So those who guide the system have agendas too. They have a desire for, for meaning and for value and for all these things. However, theirs is, for whatever reason, it's not governed by their faith. We decided that faith had no part in education. Someone pushed that agenda a long time ago. And, um, and it's caught on slowly but surely. And, and so, so our... Our schools are not allowed to, as, as one, I was talking with one parent recently, and they, they said their, their kid was supposed to be in this play where they were going to be representing and acting out the part of, of the Greek gods or Roman gods or whatever. But she went in, she's like, wait a second, we can't talk about the real God. You know, we're forbidden to do that, but what we can talk about, you know, these gods that if you look at the history of them, <laughs> what horrible things, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about Af- Aphrodite, the goddess of sex, in, in, in an elementary school with like a fourth, fourth grader, but we can't talk about a god, a loving and kind god. What, what, why can't, what, what's wrong with this picture? They have an agenda, but, but they've eliminated, because of who they are, they've eliminated the the spiritual nature of things and, and 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 specifically a christian faith is is eliminated that's the that's the worst of all of them um and this is not true of every person by the way there are a lot of i know personally educators who are very frustrated with this they feel ostracized they they can't talk because of fear of retribution uh with their jobs and things like that very limited uh, it's the people that make the syllabus for classrooms. It's the people that design, you know, the the lesson plans. It's the people who write the curriculums uh, and promote these things on a government level, on a state board level, whatever they, wherever they are. And they don't have a spiritual agenda, so they're going to have something replace it. It has to be an agenda. Um, now. Remember, these are designed, agendas are designed to make you feel valuable, right? That's the purpose of it. However, you and I, if you're a Christian, you know that these agendas are repulsive to you. You could just look at anything in the news and see how repulsive some of these things are. Right? But 
in a strange way, they're going to appeal or they're designed or structured so as to appeal to a spiritual element of a person. I'm not saying Christian or moral, but the spiritual side. Let me explain that. All right. So um, it's, it's like if you think of it like an inoculation, right? An inoculation, a vaccine, you get a little dose of the, of the thing, and that prevents you from getting the big thing. Right? That's the point of it. And so, so they get a little dose of this thing to address a spiritual side, and that keeps you from wanting the big, the the real spiritual thing. Uh, and so, so they are wanting to push a, uh, in these classes and tied to the curriculums things that, you know, superficially fight for what they call DEI, which is diversity, equity, and uh, inclusion, or something to that effect. It's a big deal right now. Familiarize yourself with it uh, because it's a, it's in every corporation in the United States. Uh, so, so fighting for this replaces a more superior unity that is found in Christianity, right? Diversity, equity, inclusion sounds good. It, it, it's like a spiritual thing that we want to do, being nice to people and including and all that. But Christ actually teaches us to treat be- people better than ourselves, which is even better than DEI. So, so they have a little bit of it. It's like this little agenda that they have, and it keeps them from having the real thing. Right? Christ teaches us to take care of the eternal destination of our souls, but if you don't believe in that, what do you do? Well, the the next big important thing that you can think of is the earth. So so let's take care of the earth. And, 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 and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but, but we start worshiping the earth. Right, Earth Day and all these other things. If you want to make a difference, but you put no stock in faith and 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 Christianity, specifically, what then? Well, politics is your next best avenue. Activism is your next best avenue. So why are they so focused in ingraining these in kids? Right. Well, think about this from your perspective. If, you, if you're a Christian, and if not. You know, maybe you were raised Christian, and go go back to your to your life, or you know somebody, right? We we bring our kids to church. We we send them in a Sunday school or your Catholic a catechism, what, whatever it is, right? To to ingrain your agendas in kids and and have them leave with your moral viewpoints. This they don't have that. They don't go to church. So what are they going to do? And this is important. This is important. They can't get away from that aspect of themselves. But since they've eliminated the Christian aspect, they have to replace it with something. We get all angry at that, but this is what Paul says. Paul, The Apostle Paul wrote, listen, uh, in Romans he says, basically we're, we're shocked that they're, they're not that they're not moral, but he says they're not subject to God's laws, and in fact they're not even capable to do so. It shouldn't surprise us that that how how degraded the things are and the agendas are that they push. They've eliminated the idea that would give you a good agenda. So they're going to try to address those same basic needs of the of the person, but the agendas that they're going to be pushing are going to be very negative. So uh so so their belief system 
has to be passed on. They have this belief system, and they, they feel the need, just like a parent going to church would feel the need to pass on their belief system to their kid. Uh, they're going to pass on to children. They're going to have a mission. They're missionaries. They're religious. This is a religion to them. Now, they won't say it, but this is their religion. The schoolroom is their church building. Right? The, the the their their evangelism is in is in their teaching. Right? The Bible is their is their curriculums. It's just a different church. You're sending your kids, if you're sending your kids to schools now, you're sending them to a church. It's just a church that doesn't believe in God. It believes in all these other things that replace God. It's different agendas, but it's agenda, and it's aimed at trying to address the basic needs of humanity from an inferior perspective. Now, as I said, this is not to, to just grouse about the negative. I want to end with something positive here. Um, I want to go back to what we talked about. This was seen in 2020 and 2021 when, when kids were at home. This is, is precisely why they didn't want parents watching. They didn't want parents to see what's going on because they knew it was not going to be approved of. And it wasn't. Homeschool rates prior to 2020 were at 3%. Now, I don't know what they are right now. Um, statistics take a little while to catch up. But as of a year ago, Coming out of uh, coming out of COVID, it had jumped to eleven percent, eleven percent, an eight percent jump in the number of kids that were homeschooled. Why do you think that is? It's because parents saw firsthand what was being pushed. Now maybe some of them got tired of homeschooling and sent them back. I don't know. But the only way to turn things around for a society is for adults to get invested in some way. Now. Several things to say here. One, homeschool is not for everybody. Maybe private school. Uh, somewhere where uh, m morality and, and, and true virtue will be taught if you can afford it. Secondly, you might not have kids or your kids might be grown. You know, what do I do? How, how do I take this podcast and do anything valuable with it? Well, in whatever area you deal with children, that's an area to be aware of the things that they're saying and being, and, and a need to correct some of those things as, as you can. Uh, gently, you know, not in their face and, you know, not, not like basically not like everybody that's pushing their agendas in their face at school. Uh, they need direction. Or maybe you need to get involved in mentoring if you're not really involved in kids. Or, or maybe it's, it's as simple as, you know, having a neighbor with kids and, and trying to get them involved in a youth group somewhere right. or maybe you're watching this as a person that's just kind of curious what this podcast is maybe you aren't convinced of these things spiritually maybe what you need to do is for your own self find a place to observe a superior idea maybe, maybe these are ideas that you've had you you've you've found these valuable because they were feeling like they were addressing things that you think are, are valuable in society, the environment or whatever. I'm not saying there's no value in any of that. Uh, 
wanting to include people and make people's self-esteem and all these things that are that that we feel are valuable but maybe you need to measure that against a a more superior method of doing that which you will find if you can find a genuine church some churches aren't genuine some 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 churches are now into the agenda stuff uh, like secular society no different uh, find a contrasting view uh, and and immerse yourself into it and see if it's not superior. I'm going to leave you there for this week. Uh, if you like these podcasts, uh, subscribe to them. Uh, and and I, however you're consuming this, if, if, if there's a more convenient way for you, uh, search that out. We have audio podcasts. We have it on video, whichever you prefer. Uh, we also have a lot of links that are available um, in the you know for for other material things through our website through our church um, and uh, and some of those other links so so give those give those a look um, and uh, the only way that that we make a difference is by spreading something positive to to the world around us in a small way or in a big way so uh, I hope you are affected uh, this week and, and come back for, for for another episode next week. Yeah.